Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello. So you had an idea, Kate, about an episode that we can record and and explore together about insight. So tell us what was the inspiration behind this as a topic to talk about. I recently did a, a supervision coaching session with another coach where essentially I coach someone, other people listen, and then I get coached around this. And throughout the conversation that we were having, this coach said, I wonder if the person I was coaching, I wonder if he knows what an insight is. And, you know, we as coaches, especially ones that coach around insight, you know, rather than goal setting or things like that, we hear that word so much. And I realized when she asked me that, it hadn't even occurred to me to wonder because it's so much a part of my vocabulary and my understanding and my experience that it didn't occur to me to even wonder if he actually understood what that meant Mm. and when she asked me that i realized not only had i not asked but that i pretty much knew that he would say that he did but my gut says he doesn't actually know Mm. like what is insight Where does it come from? What does it feel like? How do we know when we've had one? And it's not something that I walked my client through or had a conversation about when it was my assumption that that was understood. Hmm. And in your mind, why would it matter to anybody listening? to understand what an insight is or for us, you and I, to understand it more deeply? Why would it matter? Because in my experience, I think that's where we start to recognize truth. Yeah. And there's a way of understanding things using our intellect, our personal mind. And I think it's the things that are really helpful in navigating life. And that's really where we use our mind as a a tool. But those aren't insights. Mm. I would say that's more knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. But an insight, it doesn't come from the intellect or the personal mind. It doesn't come from the same place that noise comes from. I guess that's why the subject really interests me. 
What do you see about insight when? I was thinking that as soon as I asked you the question, I thought, well, I better have a think of that too. <laughs> what do I see right now? And I agree with what you what you say about information compared to insight. And I remember having conversations with quite a few of my corporate clients about where change comes from, what change is sustainable as opposed to something that requires to be, you know, installing a new behavioral habit, which is the classic 21 days and then the new habits installed and that kind of thing. And, the, and that's in the, the training world, classically what a lot of training has been about is at the behavioral level, information to change behavior, as opposed to insight, which is someone will see something for themselves from within in sight and they'll see something fresh. And in my own experience, once an insight is seen, it can never be unseen. So there's no ritual, 21 days, 28 days. Life's not the same afterwards. And sometimes they are literally life-changing. And sometimes they're smaller yet incredibly impactful. So here's an example. If I'm training negotiation skills to a company and I've trained negotiation skills now for well over 20 years in companies and I'd go back three months later to figure out what did they take from the training that they used and then what were the results from them using it and probably for the first 10 years I would enjoy doing it but I didn't join the dots and then at some point I joined the dots which was the things that really shifted the needle in someone's results wasn't their use of the tactics and information or a process that I would train them. It was that they would have a total change of thinking about a topic or their customer or their supplier if they're negotiating, um, if they're a buyer or a salesperson or a global account manager. And them having the insight about if someone's being really hard with me in a negotiation, they're probably just doing their job. It's not something I've got to fight. Oh, and it's a totally different frame of mind someone would then have to that negotiation. The level of confidence goes up, their insecurity goes down, their ability to be collaborative as opposed to adversarial is totally different and that really matters compared to some of the other things that would be classically trained in a negotiation and that's just one example where i've seen it work for other people but for me i've noticed that every time there's been a a big change in my life and my relationship with life, my relationship with other people and my relationship with life itself and with myself, it's come via insight. Something I've seen from within out. And can I give a quick example from somebody? It's not you, it's all right. <laughs> so it, it's somebody, um, a, a client and a friend who lives here in Europe and 
I've witnessed them have insight after insight over the over the years I've known them. And one thing I didn't know about this person was their love of avocados on toast for breakfast. I didn't know this about them. And they said in one of the calls that they'd had avocados probably on toast me three to four times a week, but they'd have it more often if they could. I thought, what do you mean? I didn't know they were that scarce, avocados. What's, what's up with avocados? Is there a shortage or is it the toast? What's up? Oh, they're so messy. It's such a, um, it's so bothersome to make avocados on toast. And I'm going, I don't know if it's that. And then they said to me, but here's the thing, what was amazing. I saw on YouTube somebody making an avocado dip, guacamole. And they showed them with this avocado on a knife how to prepare an avocado. And they had the avocado and they split it down the middle and run the knife all the way around and then put the knife in and took the stone out of out of the half and, and they took a spoon and they scooped the flesh out. And I, in my head, I'm going, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure this is how everyone does avocado. So I said that, what did you used to do? Oh, I used to use my fingernails and peel, peel them from the outside. So there was just a mess and I'm going in my head, stay quiet when, just stay quiet. Don't laugh yet, right? And they said, it's amazing. Now avocados are so easy to use. I'm going to have avocados on toast every day. Now that might sound like a silly example, but the point there is that this person saw a different way, had an insight from within from watching, okay, yeah, from watching somebody else prepare an avocado, but we'll never go back to the old way of peeling, using fingernails from the outside. We'll now forevermore take a knife, split it vertically or run the knife all the way around, grab it, put it in two, and take the stone out with a, with a knife and then scoop it out with a spoon. So one observation in that instance will last forever. Compared to somebody saying, oh, you could do that better than that. You could just like split it. Well, I don't know what you mean. I'll just go back, back to the old way. So the point I'm trying to make is the way that insights work is that it's a one hit forever. So on a kind of, as you say, on your side of the world, on a go forward basis, there's a whole different way of, of operating in life. Or in this instance, in the breakfast making aspect of life. It's so easily overlooked in my mind and in my experience, including with me, that I keep looking for information when what I probably would find far more valuable would be an insight that would shift something. Anyway, it's quite a long answer to the question, Kate. Where do you think it comes from? Like for my client who obviously doesn't understand that yet, doesn't see that yet, where would you say it came from? I'd start by saying it comes from a fresh thought or a fresh way of seeing. Now I remember a life-changing insight that I had in ooh, 2015. September 2015, and I laughed and I cried, laughing so hard that I was crying inside. And um, it's actually 
in the company of a guest who's coming up in the next few weeks. I'll talk more about at that time. Now, I'm pretty sure what, what, what they said to me, I'd heard before. I am not to blame for my mood. I am not to blame for me being in a low state of consciousness. I am not to blame. I'm pretty sure I'd heard that millions of times. Okay, that's an exaggeration. Tens of times. But it never went anywhere. But in that moment, I saw from inside the truth of that. And poof, burst. Something burst inside me. Amazingly beautiful burst inside that then had me in a fit of laughter and relief. As 45 years at that point of me giving myself a hard time for something I had no say in. That was pretty awesome for me. Now, the only thing I can think of to your, your point of where does it come from, in the same way does where does fresh thought come from? I have no idea. What I do tend to suspect, though, the harder I try to have an insight, the further away it tends to get. So the opposite of that is the quieter of mind and the more open and curious I am as opposed to thinking hard and, anal and analyzing. The more open my mind is and the slower that it is and the more still and peaceful I am. Then the ability for me, for me to hear a fresh thought that is poignant, that has meaning for me, it stacks the deck in my favor. That's all I can say right now about that. I don't know. What do you think? If I'm being completely honest, and this is just my experience, I think that there's an intelligence that is who we are before our thought, before our bodies before what we create in the world. I think this intelligence is who we are before all of that. I think it's the same intelligence that, that makes life, that makes it so that trees will actually move towards sun. And I think that we've, we've grown really accustomed to believing all of our personal thinking and all of our noise. But oftentimes we don't hear the intelligence that's being offered. And I think that's where our insights come from. It comes from a space inside of us that's connected to that intelligence. And I think for a long time I didn't either see it or feel comfortable saying it out loud. But I think that that's truth for me. Mm. I think that's truth for everyone. Whether we see it or not, whether we believe it or not. And I think that that's why as we navigate life moment to moment, that when we're not in the noise of our personal thinking, we know what to do. I think when we have those moments of insight that came to us, not through our own personal effort, it's just who we are. 
when we're listening. Yeah, we just know what to do. And it comes to us in real time. It can't be something that we decide in advance. It's something very different. And it has the energy of truth. And that's why we don't question it. That's why change happens without effort. Yeah. Yeah. It has the energy of truth in it. Whether or not it's about opening an avocado or realizing that our moods are not on us this intelligence that allows us to navigate life in a really beautiful way. In the, the conversation that you and I had before we started recording about insight, we were talking about, let's mull over and explore together what insight is, why it matters. And then, well, one of the questions you asked, in fact, at the beginning of this was, you know, what does it feel like when we have one? You know, all that kind of, how do we know? Well, I, I'd love to go there too. What have you seen about that? How do we know we've had an insight? You know, sometimes when I have an insight and I see something new about something, I'm not sure if, it always comes with a deeper kind of like um, a strong emotional reaction to it where I'm like, oh my God, or I'll cry or something. You know, it, it doesn't always feel like that. And sometimes I'll get that feeling later when I've seen that my behavior has changed without me trying to change it because I saw something before and I'll be like, oh man, but I'm, I'm seeing it afterwards. I don't know if that makes any sense. So sometimes it'll, it'll feel really strongly, but only because I notice that without effort, I've changed something in my life or I'm doing something completely different. And I know I've seen something that is beyond what I could ever try to see on my own. And sometimes it feels so strongly like I'll have that emotional reaction where I just have tears because I've seen something true for myself. But the sneakiest ones are the small ones that show up all the time that I realize I don't get enough credit to those insights that are happening, the smaller ones that Growing up constantly, those are so ordinary. Mm. When we drop out of our noise, when we're in life without as much noise, they're happening all the time. Yeah. I'm not sure if I appreciate them, but they deserve appreciation, acknowledgement. They deserve to be you know, held up to the light more than I do. I've had a habit over the years of when I've had an insight, and it's one of those that, you know, I don't spend half an hour laughing about or 
going, oh my, oh, that's life-changing. They just creep up on me from, sometimes I'm not even aware of them. That whole notion of not appreciating them. But what I then do is very quickly going, okay, how can I use this? And that is exactly what I notice that I have tended to do very often, as opposed to what you say about holding it up to the light and celebrating it. I remember a while ago, probably a year ago now, that one of our recent guests, Elsie Spittle, did a webinar and talked about that. But she noticed with her clients and students that there would be a sense of impatience as soon as there was an insight. Okay, what can I see next? What can I see more, more deeply? Or how do I use it? She said, well, you might just want to slow down and celebrate this. And there's something really cool exactly to what you're pointing at as well that I think is very valuable. Without us thingifying it into a, okay, here's a prescription. When you get an insight, you must take five minutes, write it down, put it in an envelope, kiss it, and then hold it into the sunlight. Yeah, we're not saying that. But it's worthwhile, as you said, celebrate and honoring it, or at least not try and rush to the next thing or rush in okay now let me plan my life accordingly based upon this new thing the other thing that I to one of the points that you made about sometimes we don't even know we've had them I remember one where well I even remember the month it was October of 2013 and I was sitting in the train going to London and I had this thought, huh, when did I stop being scared of myself? At some point between then and sometime in the previous six months, I'd stop being scared of myself. Now, I don't know when, I don't know how, but it had happened behind the scenes of my conscious mind, of my personal mind, as we sometimes call it, or my mm -hmm. intellect, behind the scenes of all of that, everything was changing without me having to do anything about it. But I just noticed, wait a minute, I'm not scared of myself. And to your point, I was doing things that someone who would be scared of themselves wasn't doing anymore, was, was actually doing things that someone who was scared of themselves wouldn't be doing. So it was just a nice thing to notice. So they're not always the, the big gasp, tears of relief, laughter and joy and big intake of breath inside. Sometimes they're very subtle and sometimes they're not even noticeable. And yet they're happening because we're built for insight. And one way of knowing that is that we are learning creatures by design as human beings. And secondly, something that I love that you said as well, that rang a bell with me about truth as energy or the energy of truth. I can't remember exactly how you said it, but there was something in there that helped me realize that it's that. It's the, the flavor of truth, the energy of truth that cuts through noise and that then lasts. Truth does not require willpower. It's a nice thing to remember. Truth does not require belief. Or if it's true, it doesn't care whether we believe it or not. Again, a lot of things are much easier than we make them out to be. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and, and certainly a lot simpler. I think they're easier too. Because I don't think it takes any effort from, from us as human beings for those things to show up. I think when we settle down, I think when our noise gets a, a bit quieter, that there's a space that's created that, that truth, that insight, that intelligence is always able to get through, to show up in that space. Opening in ways that we don't pay any attention to, I think. The way that our bodies heal itself and, and repair and we breathe without effort. Our cells know what to do. I've been listening to you under the noise with Wynn Morgan and I'm Kate Roberts. If you have any questions or topics that you would love for us to chat about, our details follow the podcast. We appreciate you. And we appreciate you being with us and listening. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.